I'm Denise. She's a non-fiction editor. And I'm Louise. She's a fiction editor. And together, we're The Editing Podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Editing Podcast. We're delighted to be chatting to a guest who's already been on the show, but this time he's talking about a different aspect of independent publishing. That's right. David Unger has joined us again from California, and we're going to be delving into creating audiobooks and working with a narrator. So hello, Dick and David. Hello. Happy to be here again and looking forward to chatting with you. Yes, this is going to be a good topic. I think our listeners are going to be very interested in this. So, yeah, audio is the big, yes. it's a huge thing. It's a yeah. huge thing. David, you're taking all of your novels from the page to the ear with audiobooks. So that's an additional cost for an indie author to bear. So what was it that made you decide to take the plunge into creating audiobooks for all of your novels? Well, something you already said. Uh, I read uh, somewhere that a couple of years ago that uh, audio sales accounted for 40% of book sales. And that was a couple of years ago. Mm. So, and I'm thinking, well, 40% of book sales, <laughs> and I'm not making any of those sales. Uh, I need to uh, have my books available in audio. And you know, so many people that I know listen to, and I'm one of them, I'll get in my car because I'm in Southern California, I'm in my car a lot. And uh, I listen to books. So uh, I thought, well, I need to get into that arena. And um, so the other aspect of that is that some authors do do their own audiobook narrations and with varying results, I think. But you've gone down the safe and perhaps the wise route, I think, of working with a professional voice artist. So first of all, how did you go about searching for one? And what's the what's the can you talk a little bit about your process for evaluating um, that person and, and, um, and booking them? Yeah. Well, I would have loved to do my books myself, and uh, uh, because, as you know, the main character in my books is based on me, so I thought, oh, I could do a good job with that, but I realized I'm not very good at doing the other characters, uh -huh. so I, I really needed someone, so I thought if, uh, maybe with my nonfiction books, I could do that, yeah. but mm -hmm. the... Uh, with the fiction and you've got all these different characters, you really, I felt I really needed somebody who could do the women's voices, do different accents, do bring a, a different depth nuance to the characters. And uh, that's what I discovered. Uh, and it's an amazing process when you hear somebody else read your book. Because oh, I, I've been taught, I, uh, Louise, you taught me this, I believe, that when in my editing process, I do read the book aloud. So <laughs> I'll, I'll read it, but I'm, I'm reading it. So everybody has my voice, all the characters. I don't sure. do different characters when I read it. Uh, so when I hear somebody else do my characters, they come to life for me in a whole different way. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and 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 so who? How did you go about finding the, um someone who could do this? Then I mean, where where do, where does one? What where does an author go if they decide I I need a voice artist? Where do you go to find them? How do you how, how do you how do you go about getting those samples? Well, I gather they're 
probably multiple ways, but I only know the way that I went. Okay. There's uh, an outfit called ACX, which is um, a subsidiary of Amazon. And they have basically a dating app. And <laughs> like Tinder, but for voice artists. Uh, so if you're looking for a little action, you can go there. So what... What they, 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 have, they have narrators and they have authors. And so they're bringing you two together. So I went looking for uh, someone. And what they have is they have various categories. So you can look at genre. You can look at age, accent, sex, different categories. So I knew, uh, I'd like to think my books have a sense of humor. So I went looking for somebody who had a sense of humor. Uh, mm -hmm. So they needed to be, my character in my book is in their 30s. So I wanted someone who sounded that way um, and had, they needed to be a man. I, although I thought about a woman, I said, no, it's not gonna work. Uh, but, uh, and it's interesting because there's some, what happens is, you submit a little um, description of your book and you can put in, I think, I can't remember how many hundred words, but like three pages of your book. Okay. And mm -hmm. you, you just put that out there and then you go looking for an author. So I went looking under comedy and then I went looking under ages and, uh, and they have their little snippets of other things that they've done. So you can see, oh, this person's done other mysteries or they've done this, they've done that. So you get a sense of who these people are. You can hear their voices. You can and actually you can, hear how they sound. And so I wanted to hear them do different characters. So that mm -hmm. was, uh, I, I wanted, yeah, they can do me, but can they do her and can they do him? So I wanted, when I was listening to hear how they did different people. And I got about like 10 people that I thought maybe. And uh, so I reached out to them and said, hi, I listened to you and I think this might work. Uh, take a look at what I've uh, done and let me know if you're interested. And while I was doing that, I also have this sample posted and other people who I didn't reach out to read that and they would send me their sample of uh the oh three. i didn't oh, so realize they, that that's so they so pitched much. for it yeah yeah so so that's really good because that on their end if you're a narrator you don't have to wait to be picked you yeah. can go and through things and say oh yeah. i could that sounds like me i can do yeah. that yeah. and and let me just ask you um those some that sampling process then that's free is it this is, I don't think this is a good deal for narrators. I think it's a good deal for writers. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that, but they do a lot for free. I think they uh, get a little mm -hmm. bit taken advantage because they, they submit their sample of your three pages. That doesn't cost anything. And they, uh, I, as I did with you, Louise, I Skyped the people that I was most interested in. Yeah. So mm -hmm. then I'm spending half an hour, an hour talking to different people. And there was one guy I really liked. I, I thought, oh, I could be friends with this guy. 
but I didn't want him as my <laughs> narrator, <laughs> but, but I liked him. So, I mean, you meet people and yeah. uh, you get a sense of who they are and, uh, so David, when you were you were effectively um, auditioning um, these potential narrators for your book, yeah. um, was it was it an easy decision to make? Was it was your ultimate narrator? Did it just feel right to you when they heard their voice, your their voice, or um, did it? Could you just imagine that that was your character talking, or was it a more difficult process than that? Uh, yes and no. Uh, <laughs> there, there were some that were easy to say no to. Sort of yeah. like dating. Oh, there's something. Oh, no. no, no, no. Uh -huh. But then there are others like, oh, maybe, maybe this could work. Maybe this could work. So I, you know, I had yes, no's and maybes. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I, um, the other thing about this, and I guess we'll talk about money at some point, but, you know, these people come with a price tag. Yeah. So. Sometimes uh, the uh, sometimes you like something a lot, but maybe you can't afford it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. When, when you pick Keanu Reeves, it's not it's not a great. <laughs> that's, that's a problem, isn't it? Or Morgan yeah, Freeman. So, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I had my narrator uh, that I worked with. He was when we were talking about prices, and he was saying, "Well, you know, I talked to my good friend who works at a." big publishing house and this is how much they pay and I said eh, I don't think it's fair to compare you and me to mm. these time yeah. publishing authors so yeah so it can be pricey but I think it's the price of admission if you you know if 40% if a couple of years ago books are being sold that way you sort of need to get yourself into the marketplace yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just wondered if perhaps you were talking to somebody and it felt that you were talking to your protagonist, you know, that, that you, you sort of strongly identified with somebody's voice in particular as being the right one. Uh, that happened, well, I have a story to tell about what worked and what didn't work, but mm -hmm. I did find somebody who I thought was good enough and Part of what I thought that they really did well was I thought they did me really well. Right. And so the, the part of me that's interested in me that, oh, <laughs> I'm sounding really good here. <laughs> <laughs> but they weren't as strong with the characters as they were with me. Right. Um, and I will talk a little bit about the trouble I got into. Uh, but the uh, initially, the one who had sound most like me was the one I went with. Uh, but now I have somebody else who I'm going with. Right. If you want, I'll tell you my troubling story or not. Yeah, we can hear your story. Okay. Well, it's part of... Because I I'm quite, I'll just say that because I'm quite, I think the other question I wanted to ask you next was about the process of actually working with the narrator. So you've chosen someone, you found okay. them, you've agreed to work together. What happens next? Because, and, and you've got experience of that. And, and, and right. that, that, so, you know, that's, that'll be really useful to hear. Well, I, hopefully this will be useful because I didn't know what I was doing, which is often the case. But I, uh, what I did do is, I worked with this person and what happens is they would send me, first off, they send you um, 15 minutes. This is all for free. They send you the first 15 minutes of your book or you can pick any 
15 minutes approximately uh, and they can do that so you could have them do different characters or whatever but mm -hmm. they send you 15 minutes and at that point you say yes or no and i think it's really hard to say no at that point because you really are pretty invested with this person mm -hmm. but so i and some people would say no then i didn't so i said yes and we went forward and then what happened was he would send me oh 20 minutes 30 minutes 40 minutes as he went through it and what i would do is he sent me a little outline like where i would go chapter three page 22 uh here's the mistake here's the correction and here's the time in the audio so i would send that to him and then he would correct it but what happened and this is where i got in trouble is i'd listen to him telling the story and i go oh that doesn't sound so good I'm going to tweak that. Oh, gosh. So oh, yeah. Oh. I used him as, as another editor. As another editor. And he, right. he, rightfully so, but I didn't feel it at the time, but he got cranky about that. <clears throat> and he goes, That's, I don't want to do that. But I go, Well, yeah, but I'm hearing this and it doesn't sound right. I want the story to be the best it can be. So, we worked together on a couple of books, but he was not happy with my process. And so he basically fired me and said, I can't work with you. So I think people need to know, and this is something you would need to check out with the narrator, how are they with you making corrections, not just correcting their mistakes, but correcting the things that you've written that you want to tweak a little bit. Yeah. So with this new, new person I'm working with, this was something I said to him right at the beginning. How do you feel about this? And can we do this? And uh, he was fine with it. So that, to... that comes up um, with an issue of, of in terms of um, just thinking as well about, you know, when you are the different levels of editing, you take a book through. So, um, you know, like in terms of if, if there are, I guess if there are sort of, what are more proofreading errors because because i think when you started working through the narration process you weren't using um i was the only editor working on the book and so um you know of course when you're line editing you don't you don't spot every everything because there's so much so much sort of more substantive and stylistic work that so how does did you get feedback from the first editor sorry the first narrator about sort of well you know, this isn't as good enough shape. This needs this needs more refinement in terms of, you know, little little syntax errors or little spelling errors. Did did anything like that crop up? Uh, not directly, but indirectly. Okay. Uh, so he uh, <clears throat> he, I mean, there were there were mistakes in it, and this was when I first gave him the books. I'm learning about this editing writing process, and I didn't send my books to a second editor. So, uh, so I, they were not as clean as they could be. And that was my mistake because I thought it was good enough. Louise, when you did the first book with me, 
I just went and I didn't even look at it. And you did. I think. Well, she did it. She's the holy pro. moly. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah. So, well, it wasn't terrifying in the moment. I said, "Oh, this is good." Yeah. And, uh, it, I realize now that it, oh no 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 no. But uh-huh. but you know you're learning, and uh, so this narrator had their professional standards, and I just wasn't uh, ready for them. They were fine. They were good. But I, I wasn't, uh, I was not prepared for the experience. And since then, my books now, by the time I'm giving them to the narrator, I find a couple, maybe half a dozen mistakes that I've made in the book as I go through. But uh, it's pretty clean on my end uh, now. But it so wasn't was it, bad. Sorry, Denise, you go. No, 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 that's absolutely fine. I, um, I just think that is a really good lesson Uh. for for authors that are listening to us about uh, what it is you're planning to do with your book and thinking about how you allocate your time and your budget for editing Um, and that experience that you've had David with your narrator basically saying this isn't in good enough shape for me to work with um, is is something that perhaps people would not have considered, but obviously you didn't, but I don't think many people would have thought that before they hired a narrator, um, that actually they needed more um, editing. Well, certainly after Louise's copy edited, you, you know, you've, you've learned that a proofreader is a very good idea to, to clean it, in, to get it into a room. Yeah, and it is a different process, isn't it? It's that, that, a lot of edit, that a lot of authors, less experienced authors, don't necessarily realize Mm -hmm. that that the value of having different eyes on the book at different stages well you know it's costly yeah 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 so to have two editors and a narrator i Mm -hmm. mean that's outgoing money and so uh it's uh i personally feel like it's an investment and if i want my investment to pay off i need to put the time energy and money into making it work but it's, uh, I thought, well, I could just get away with the one. And then I realized, no, I need the two editors. Mm. Mm. And I think that comes down to deciding what it is you want to do with your book. And, and some people may not have the budget to do that, or they may decide that their budget is better spent earlier in the process on developmental editing and line editing. And they'll trust that they're, you know, perhaps beta readers or critiques will catch any proofreading typo errors and things like that it's it's about priorities really isn't it yeah well i would think i mean for me i when i first wrote i wanted to get the books out there Mm. so i've talked to you in our other podcast about i'm not very good with uh i like to rush things (laughs) (laughs) and so i wanted it out there already and i didn't go through the necessary steps and so if I were giving any advice to someone, I would say, if you have a limited budget, spend what you can spend, but then maybe don't rush to publish it. Wait till you have some more money that you can invest again in the book. So you take a longer to get it published, but by the time you get it published, it's in a much cleaner version. That's great That's advice. Really yeah, advice. Yeah, save, yeah, saving up and pacing your, you know, mm-hmm. you're still investing the same as another author, but mm-hmm. you're maybe um, just having to go through that, those stages a little bit more slowly. Yeah. yeah. 
David, um, we've we've talked there about you know this you know the using a narrator has flagged up for you the importance of getting that second step of editing in. But were there any obstacles that cropped up uh, once you decided to create your audiobooks that you hadn't considered beforehand? Was there anything else that became an issue? Uh, I'm not thinking of anything per mm. se. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell. Let me tell you a little bit about the billing because mm. I think. The, just talking about money. And this is another place where I think that narrators sort of get the short end of it. They bill by the finished hour. So they don't get billed by how long they take really? to make That's so, interesting. Well, so let's just say your book is, comes out to be 10 hours. And you go, well, how would I know if my book is 10 hours? And what the formula that I read is, 9,300 words make about an hour. So you can do the math and figure out, okay, well, my book's gonna be X amount of time. But mm -hmm. let's say it, it comes out to be 10 hours. Uh, I guess that would be 9,300, 93,000 words. And their fee, let's just say, is $300 an hour. That's $3,000 for that 10 hour book. Mm -hmm. But I, when I was looking for how much people charge, I didn't see anyone below $200 an hour. That was sort of like the bottom entry. Mm -hmm. So that means that 10 hour book is gonna cost you $2,000. Mm -hmm. Most people were at 225 to 250, but there were people at $500. So, so, mm -hmm. so that that's helps. A, Go on. That, that's interesting as well, because it's, it's they're charging on the final cut so if they have to edit let's say it takes them actually an hour and a half to do 9,300 words and because there are mistakes in it or there are they, they have to sort of like read it through to get the, the syntax right with a particular scene it might actually take them longer than 10 hours to do something but because they're giving you 10 hours of audio they only bill for 10 hours Right. So they might well, be earning less than two or three hundred dollars per hour in terms of the actual time they put in. Oh, way less than that uh, an hour because I'll write them back and go, you know, I thought you paused too much with this one or this one. They left out a word in the sentence or yeah. this one I think needs to be a little bit more dramatic. So I'm not that high maintenance, but I imagine some yeah. writers yeah. are like, Made lots of corrections, lots, and sometimes at the sometimes he'll read a sentence and he'll leave out a word and I go, eh, that's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Other See, times I go, no, that one's got to go back in there the right way. Yeah. So I don't See, correct every little thing, but uh, it, yeah, it's way more than uh, hour for hour. So your new guy that you use now, um, he's interesting because he's. He's an actor as well, isn't he? Well, most of these narrators are, I don't know most, but many of them are actors. Okay. And I'll tell you, it gave me a whole new appreciation for actors. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. when I read or listened to what he was doing, the characters came alive in ways I did not anticipate. Yeah. And yeah. he said, he said to me, uh, he said this one character, he said, is it okay if I make them Eastern European? 
I'd oh. never thought. I'd never thought about that. Mm, yeah. And he says, "Well, you know, they say these kind of quirky things. Why don't we do that?" And I said, "Do it." And he and now I love that character. And now when I write that character, I hear that. Yeah. Character. So that's interesting. So the first person you used was like, "You're just interfering too much. You want to." like you know you don't you want to change the voice you want to do that but your new guy is actually sort of collaborating with you in that and saying like i think we could make your you know he's offering you ideas for for how to sort of um develop the the characterization of it which is lovely yeah well what i do is i send him uh a a, a list of characters and maybe a few sentences description of the characters hmm. so and what he'll do is he'll send me an audio of him reading my description and then he'll riff on it. Like, oh, this person is like this way. Now we're doing <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. He'll do his whole thing with it. And, and I go, I love to hear his yeah. character. I go, oh, that's so cool. I love that character. I go, oh, no, you know, this one, let's tone it down a little bit. But uh, most of his takes on my characters. I'm really, they get, it gets me to fall in love with my characters all over again. Oh. So is, he, really is, he nice. an Ameri- is he an American? And is, is he Californian? I mean, is he part of that whole sort of LA, you know, acting scene thing? Or is, um... No, he's a New York struggling actor. I don't know if I should say struggling. He, uh, he's, uh, he's an actor in New York, but he, he's smarter than I am. And he's, uh, he uh, got his degree in college in Slavic languages. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So that's what he said, Eastern European, you know. He, yeah, like, yeah, can, yeah. But he's, he's a character actor. Yeah. So he yeah. really brings something to the characters. And when, when he does his little script for me about the characters, he gets into them. Yeah. I can see like, he likes being this person. He likes being that one. And so I have some recurring characters. Uh, and I have one recurring character that Louise does not like. And every time she's <laughs> this guy. He's this Which one's that? Which one's that? Uh, that's Bennett. Oh, Bennett. Oh, God, yeah, Bennett. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so, good that he evokes a strong reaction in you, Louise. I know, I know. I like <laughs> Just, Lucky, though. Yeah, but I mean, you want... Well, Lucky is the one he made Eastern European. Did he? Yeah, it works. It works. So, but Bennett is, uh, if you listen to him doing Bennett, you'll go, oh, I have a whole other, I mean, you won't like yeah. him that much anymore, yeah. <laughs> but you'll get a different feel for him uh, than you would have just read it. So uh, I, I'm, I love to read books, but I'm telling you, uh, if I was recommending my book to somebody, I would say, get the audio. Uh, okay. It sounds like you've got a, a real gem there, David, that yeah. you've really struck the right person who is going to do your books justice and bring your, because I think bringing your characters to life has to be the most important thing in an audiobook, really. Um, and to find somebody who can do that in a way that you're happy with is, yeah. is really, really special. I think yeah. that's great. Well, sure. And if you're doing nonfiction and you're having somebody read it, you want them to have whatever authoritative or what type of voice, you know, you want them to have your voice or the voice of what you're trying to say. So it's really important. But what I've learned is it's a team. 
So yeah. Louise is on the team. Yeah. <laughs> the team. And we're working collaboratively to get these books in the best shape they can be. Which I just think goes to prove that although writing can be very much a solitary business, actually to bring it to life and to and to get it out there in front of people, it does take teamwork, doesn't it? Uh, it has for me, and I imagine you two can uh, attest to it being so for other writers. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah it's, definitely. Yes, that was always the best way. Yeah, David, that has that was brilliant. I think audiobooks is something that a lot of people perhaps will consider, but perhaps not know where to start. And I think um, your experience um, that you've shared today will really be helpful for um, authors who are considering audiobooks but don't know the implications of wanting to do that or the costs. And it's certainly given them food for thought about what they need to consider before they bring in a narrator. I think that's been hugely helpful. So thank you very much for that. Absolutely. I mean, that, that, that story just about how so learning about some of the, the, the mistakes that you made or the, or the ways in which you, you, you the, the lessons you learned. There's back to your lessons again, just like your books, you know, that the, mm. their lessons are um, really valuable. Thank you. Well, I'm happy to do it. And I will tell you that the ACX, I'm, I'm not getting anything out of promoting them, <laughs> but they, they, uh, they have a very good uh, customer service. So I've written them many times. And they get back to me usually within 24 hours and say, what about this? How does this? Da, da, da. So I think for people who like get a little scared about getting into a different universe, they're pretty helpful to helping you navigate your way through. That's great to know. That's really helpful. So now it's time for Editing Bytes, and this is our regular feature where we recommend a tool or resource to help you on your writing journey. Louise, what have you got for us this week? So this week um, I want to recommend a book by John York called Into the Woods. York is a successful screenwriter, and, and so while he didn't really write this book for novelists or um book editors there's tons of great stuff in it in it that lot, i know lots of editors love this and authors can learn from too and he's he's particularly good on dialogue and he's the person who really helped me sort of kind of think of dialogue in terms of a, a sort of framework or paradigm that to help me kind of when i'm triaging a, a, a dialogue in a novel to make sure it's working so that's mine. Um, what have you got? Well, uh, just before I tell you what I've got, I would agree that that John York book is great. I'm, although I'm a, a non-fiction editor, I've got a copy of it myself and it's just really useful. And I bagged it for 99p on my Kindle one day. So <gasps> keep you. your eye open on Amazon because you never know <laughs> where you get these offers. Yeah. So my editing bite this week is the Writers Forum magazine. Um, the subtitle of this um, magazine is How to Write, what to write, where to sell it, which pretty much says it all really. Yeah. It's got advice for writers about marketing and cover design, including some templates. It has competitions, it has exercises and writing prompts and things. It's, it's absolutely packed full. It's really good value. I think it costs about $2.99 a month. It's well worth having a look at that. You can get it online and you can get it in newsagents as well. So that's it. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Editing Podcast. You can rate, review and subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts, Spotify or whichever platform you prefer. And we'll put all the links we've mentioned in the show notes so you can grab everything there. And thank you once again, David, for talking to us. Thank you, David. Bye. Thank you.